I believe that everybody's advantage right now is being human. Human is the competitive advantage. Hello, welcome to episode 168 of the Smart Agents Podcast. As always, my name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are joined by Brian Kramer, renowned business strategist, global keynote speaker, executive trainer, and two-time best-selling author. Known for his talks on human-to-human businesses, Brian shares how entrepreneurs can focus on simplifying communication, displaying empathy, and celebrating their imperfections to build a stronger connection with their client base. Throughout our conversation, Brian shares how real estate agents can stand out from the crowd in an increasingly automated world and why not shying away from your flaws actually draws more customers your way. But before we get on to the day's featured interview, the all-new Smart Agents magazine has launched and is full of insights and strategies designed to help real estate agents grow their businesses. Inside, you will find interviews and advice from leading real estate professionals, marketing tips to flood your business with leads, and even swipe and deploy files full of practical tools to enhance your business. Subscribe now to receive your copy of the printed magazine each month and instantly get access to our online agent community and members-only templates. Click the link in the episode description or go to smartagents.com forward slash magazine. Also, if you enjoy this conversation, be sure to like and subscribe. The Smart Agents podcast streams on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and of course, YouTube. And finally, if you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or tips to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Brian Kramer. If you're interested in checking out either of Brian's books, I have a link to his website in the episode description. All right, yeah. So if you could just introduce yourself to us a little bit, uh, who you are and a little background on what you do. Great. Yeah, I'm Brian Kramer, and I am uh, currently an executive coach. I work with uh, directors and above or or entrepreneurs, uh, you know, a lot of uh, service-oriented people as well, uh, lawyers, real estate, um, uh, and and service-driven businesses like marketing firms and agencies. I actually have had an agency for 22 years in San Jose, California, in Silicon Valley, which is where I'm born and raised. And uh, in that time, we grew from two of us, my wife and I, uh, we started it and, and grew it to 30 people, a $30 million agency and worked with Cisco, Netflix, MasterCard, IBM, all kinds of really cool brands. It took us a while to get there, but we got there. And uh, and then I ended up um, uh, uh, becoming a speaker, uh, that w- which was ironically my degree in uh, college. It just took me a while to actually catch up to my degree. And I ended up speaking on what the topic uh, is that I think we're talking about here today, which is human to human. There's no B2B or B2C, it's HH, human to human, uh, which is a presentation I gave one day uh, now in 20, I think it was 2014, 2013. Um, and when I gave the, the, that one presentation at Bloomberg, although I've been giving it for years, but that one time, right audience, social media, everything is catching up. And all of a sudden it blew up because everybody shared it. It went over 24 million impressions globally. And that kind of sent uh, me not kind of it sent really sent me into a, a whole different uh, place of uh, being able to talk about the thing I really love talking about. I wrote my second book, Shareology: How Sharing Powers the Human Economy, which then escalated into a global TED Talk that went viral. Think uh, which I'm honored and humbled by, and and then that 
graduated into me speaking and traveling 200 days a year and eventually running the business and uh, running <laughs> in airports, um, I, I, I burned out. I burned out massively and I missed my kids' stuff and I missed everything. I eventually like came home one day and I said to my wife, okay, well, I need to quit. Not you and me, but I need to leave the business and we need to exit and I'm, I'm a, I want to figure out my next thing. So we did. We exited over six months. Uh, I was overweight. I had diabetes. I lost 85 pounds. I lost diabetes. I was took my kids to school and picked them up every day and changed my life. And then I ended up becoming an executive coach and love doing that every day, teaching people how to work hard, create what they want, but not have to um, burn out uh, that you can do it without that. So that's my story. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you coming to my own TED Talk. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you you mentioned um your real passion is the human to human um you know businesses. And you know, so many times we always hear the uh the B2C or the C2C and those types of things. And in real estate, it really is those human connections that propel you to having a successful career. So I want to talk to you about, you know, just first off, you know, kind of dive in a little bit on what is human to human you know, human to human business model or marketing uh, that you really kind of um, keyed in on and what, what makes that, you know, such a passion of yours? Yeah, well, it's it's um, the opposite of uh, a lot of things that we tend to take on uh, when we look at um, businesses that repel us uh, and and think, you know, um, that business just doesn't doesn't resonate for me and and it's because uh, we tend to migrate towards things that are that are much more human which i categorized and I'll, I'll i'll share that here so you don't have to read that part of the book which is um the three pillars that i outlined it's um the first one uh is simplicity uh simplicity obviously being the opposite of complexity uh but uh simplicity in in everything simplicity in the transaction simplicity in understanding what your brand sells simplicity in under the process that we work we work in simplicity in the language that we use especially uh when you look at acronyms that we use like you look at real estate there's so many acronyms that uh me a consumer or anybody might look at it and go i have no idea what that means or how to even you know maneuver around that so this more simplistic is is really going to um charge us to move forward um uh, also in marketing and sales too. I, I kind of didn't cover that, but it matters as obviously. And the second one is empathy. Empathy is, uh, you know, it seems like an easy thing. Why don't we just all have empathy towards each other? But when you look at a brand, when you look at a business and you think, why doesn't that business have empathy for its customer? Customer service. Um, you might look at Amazon and go, they have no empathy, but they do. They are the opposite of that because they let you return almost every product easily. So that to me is empathy for the customer, where if I took my product back locally and they might charge me a re-stocking re, uh, fee, uh, that's not empathy, that's, that's, uh, that, that's recharging me. <laughs> and so you, know, you can think of all kinds of areas where empathy for the customer in travel or empathy for the customer in understanding displacement. Um, you know, you're buying a new home and you're going to have to move from your old home. Now, all of a sudden, everything, I just did that. I moved to Lisbon. Portugal. And man, did I just go through a lot or lack of empathy in certain situations here. So it really uh, shows up in a lot of different flavors. The last one is imperfection. 
imperfection is the hardest one of all of it because we try to be perfect. And actually opposite of that, we, we love and lean in to people who are imperfect. Uh, when you look at like Dove, the brand, they celebrate the imperfection of skin. When you look at uh, other brands like, uh, you know, Red Cross, or you look at other things uh, that where, you know, things are going to go wrong. I, I don't know any business, any single business where something doesn't go the way that you hoped it would go. The challenge is how do you actually meet that? How do you actually create something out of that? So the customer knows you still care about the imperfections that are going to happen in the middle of a sale or in the middle of purchasing a house. Did that person take care of me in the during the imperfection? So when you combine all three, these are the things that we tend to love about other people. Why shouldn't we love them about businesses too? Right. Absolutely. So I kind of want to break those down a little bit, those three pillars really, because, you know, um, first off, just the simplicity, like you mentioned, all the different acronyms. You know, I know when I was going through my very first home purchase, it ended up turning into a short sale. And I was, my wife and I had no idea what was going on because oh. we weren't prepared for that. And it was, you know, it, we had put the offer in on the house and then all of a sudden, you know, we get back, say, oh, sorry, this just went into a short sale. We might not get you even the ability to put an offer in for the next six months and having our agent really be able to kind of explain all of that uh, really kind of helped keep us motivated through the whole process. So tell me just a little bit about, you know, some of the things that uh, these real estate agents as, you know, an entrepreneur can do to help simplify processes and simplify that communication between their customers. Yeah. You know, uh, what, so let's look at, um, aside from the language, the language is the big one. Uh, when you think about language in the middle of, you know, um, uh, what different types of loans are, or what different types of, uh, like you said, a short sale, uh, you know, we take for granted that we understand what it means on a high level, but what does that mean for what I'm about to go through? and explaining things in terms that people can really understand. Um, I think that the people that talk in simplicity are the ones that we really love doing business with. Like they, they really are the, the chat GPT of third grade level uh, uh, ver verbiage. So, you know, there's all kinds of um, ways that you can deliver simplicity. My, my favorite way is, um, is taking something and looking at it from a different angle. Don't look at it from yours. Look at it from the customer's point of view. Um, it's always the customer that's going to be seeing something, right? So if we could take, you know, if I were to take, um, uh, you know, like any kind of can, not that I'm trying to show a brand, but any kind of can and start to break down, like, what are what are the little nuances of the can? What is the What did the instructions say? Now, I drank this whole thing, but I never actually read the entire bottle. Well, why would I, right? But if you actually look at it and you think about the craft of how it was put together and look at how the um, the the ridges uh, work and how the massive amount of language is there, um, and then when you read it, what does it actually say and what's the makeup of the ingredients? And oh my God, this bottle starts to become really overwhelming. Now, if, if we could take this bottle and actually uh, break it down to act to have maybe some humor 
and have some some sense of um, understanding in simplicity of what is in this thing that I'm drinking and does it, how much sugar does it have? Well, this one has zero because I actually bought it for that reason. But, um, you know, those are the kinds of things that I care about as customers. So think about that as you're looking at something, turn it over and look at it with a new perspective. Perspective is simplicity. Right. And I think that ties in really well to also having empathy for your customers because what they're, you know, what they're about to go into. So I think, you know, when really thinking about all these pillars, they all really kind of lead one into the next, you know, really well. And by understanding that, you know, with that short sale, we had this idea in our mind that we were going to be leaving this rental that we had, you know, we didn't want to rent anymore. We really wanting to move, but now all of a sudden we're going to have to figure out if we can get our lease for six months and, and all those types of things. So having that empathy for your customers, I think kind of ties in really well uh, to being able to see things from their perspective. Absolutely. You nailed it. They all tie into each other. It's exactly right. <laughs> now you and I need to be on podcasts together moving forward. <laughs> Uh, uh, co-podcasting, co, uh, that's exactly right. I mean, you, you nailed it. It, it. it really does. It, you can't, you can have one without the other, but they're better together. And, um, and when you think about like a human relationship that you have, like a friend, uh, and you think about what, what drew, drew, what draws you into that relationship, uh, more so when what makes a relationship even deeper, like we have peripheral friends, we have close friends. Not all of us have a lot of close friends, but when we get to that, like that core, you look at like the, the, the onion, you're peeling the onion, the old, old communications one-on-one, but you're peeling it. What gets you to that soft core, juicy center of the onion? Well, it is these three ingredients. So when somebody is really, really simple in, in how they think or say or speak or how they are in their relationship with you, when, are, do they listen to you as much as you listen to them? That's empathy. And then again, uh, when you look at imperfection, I mean, there's a little Gaylord Fokker in all of us. Uh, and so we actually own it and, 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 you know, think that, Hey, I trip, you trip, let's laugh and have some fun. That's imperfection. That's, that's just who we are. So when you start to like, look at all those ingredients or these three ingredients and what we draws us closer to a person, it's no different in business. We actually love working with people who we, who we identify with. And these are the things that identify us, just like you said, and tie into each thing. And when you string them along, I'm willing to bet that we all have the closest relationships that tie into these three things. Right. Absolutely. And then, you know, speaking on the imperfection, I just think of, so I, with my son and I were very big into sports and things like that. And when you look at the athletes that maybe have those uh, almost like folk kind of followings they might be the guy that was maybe a little bit smaller or isn't you know i mean look at tom brady's career for so long he was this model of perfect athlete and perfect everything and there's a lot of people that just didn't resonate with him but then you get in our jacksonville area we've had a lot of you know smaller quarterbacks that maybe didn't you know weren't exactly the model of you know perfection but people loved them and i think uh being able to recognize that a, you know, a transaction in a deal or a how, you know, there's going to be something is going to happen. It's never going to work out perfectly, but to be able to uh, communicate that and understand that, and then be able to, um, you know, maybe like you said, 
deal with it with a little bit of humor on the on the front end like look ideally everything's going to go great but something is going to happen i think kind of helps take the edge off when something does inevitably happen totally you now you're speaking my language i mean i had to look it up i couldn't remember how tall he was but um uh john stockton is one of my favorite basketball players shortest guy not the shortest but one of the shortest basketball players around you know a hall of famer like just and i loved watching him i saw him in person once and it was just like the dude could command a uh uh a a court like no other and yet the he stood even though he to you and i he's tall but to them he was short and he just completely uh owned the whole place it was just like how are you even managing this and 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 you're right we all loved him even more so because of that um i can think of so i mean we can all think of so many situations where that thing that we thought would detract from actually defined them as the as the better than it created them to be you know like like Mike and I'm going to call on Gaylord Fokker. I mean that guy and the parents we loved him even though he screwed up everything like he lit the he lost the cat he spray painted the tail he lit the roof on fire he 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 hit a volleyball into into his mother-in-law's face or sister-in-law's face. He he just like, he crushed it when it came to screwing up. And yet we loved him more for it. And that is exactly what we love about humans when they actually do that kind of stuff, but they own it. He owned it. We all own it. That's the imperfection that we love about life. Right. So when we are, you know, kind of focusing on these three pillars when it comes to the actual, you know, marketing of our brands or our, you know, services as a real estate agent, what, how do what kind of messaging or things can you do to make sure that people, you know, whether it, you know, it's a cold lead or somebody that knows you from, you know, referral or something like that, that you're making sure that you're doing the marketing that shows people that you are human because we all have the social media. Most people, you know, when it comes to choosing an agent, they're already looking you up online before they even, you know, probably you've even reached out to them maybe. Yeah. You know, one of my uh, friends is an agent and he's also one of the, uh, he's also a DJ. Um, And he, uh, he runs, he's run or ran, I guess his DJ business. It's one, it was one of the largest businesses in the Bay area. Uh, he had something like 30 to 40 DJs underneath their business running all over the up and down the coast. And um, and when the pandemic hit, obviously, it was a devastation to his business. He went and got his real estate uh, license. And now he's he's crushing it because he's so freaking human. The dude, I mean, ran a DJ business. So he's very personal. Uh, very individualized. And he, what he did is he, he plays music at his, uh, he sets up his stuff and he plays music at the houses on Saturdays. And he weaved in his business into the, into his other business. And, and on his business card, it, it actually says, here's the two things I do. It says I'm a DJ by night and real estate by day. And he uh he he doesn't hide it. He just puts it all into the thing that he does and says, This is who I am. And then he found a way to be creative with it. Um, and when he sends out stuff, he says, What's your favorite music today? Or what's your favorite song? Or how can we and he's made it personalized into um into into what people already know him for, but but the new people start to understand, well, this could be fun. 
this makes it more human uh, for people to do that. So find that that little that little groove that makes you different through the 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 humanness of what you what else you do that people can find out about you uh, and and know and come to lo- love you for. Right, I think that's really important. You know, uh, you know, so many people. There's that that is that misconception or you know there's just that preconceived conception that people you know really don't want to work with a real estate agent but if you you know show your human side and show the other things that interest you uh you're not just that you know the the used car salesman that's out there you know kind of trying to hunt you down and get you to buy uh you know whatever they whatever they're offering totally totally yeah i mean who likes that Raise your hand if you like that. If you're listening to this and you like that, uh, we need to we need to talk. We need to have a direct conversation r- right now. So um, because that's not uh, when anybody you know when I when I get into a like you said a, a used car lot and here they come, I'm like or 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 any car lot for that reason I'm like oh can't this just be easy? Can it be simple? Can't can't they have empathy for for me and. And, and understand like, this is just going to be like a man. Remember Saturn, the Saturn car company, that was all three. That was simplicity, empathy, and perfection. And they clapped when you left the, they all got together and they clapped when the car left the lot. And, and it was one price. You didn't negotiate. This is just what the price is. Talk about simplicity. And the cars uh, had, I forget, three or four flavors. And that was it. Now, when things went wrong and they did, they covered you automatically with a warranty for the next five years. You didn't have to negotiate that. They just did that. Normally, car companies don't go that far out. So they celebrated imperfection. Boom. This is what we could do. This is how easy it is. Just understand that. Now, if you want to do something like immediately, like how do you spot this stuff? Walk over to the wall uh, or sorry, to a whiteboard, or if you still a chalkboard, go for it. Um, and and draw everything that you're doing in sales and marketing up on a whiteboard. And then point to all the human interactions or the human touch points and, and see how many of them are there. And then And then take a step back and go, now, how can we make this better? How can you make that more unique? How can you apply simplicity, empathy, and imperfection into those touch points? And if you just create a one degree shift in the ways that we've been talking about, like Saturn has, like my friend Rafi, the DJ has, uh, like, uh, you know, Amazon has, like all of these brands. I don't care if you're you're a real estate agent or you're a giant company, this applies to everybody. These are the things that will up-level your business. Right. And then how important is it to be able to do that and to create those, you know, personal relationships when we are in such a uh, AI era? And, you know, there's so much uh, automation and everything going on now that, you know, I I mean, I know when I get a a newsletter that has been created, you know, you can you can read it and almost tell now if you have any experience with like the chat GPTs or anything, you're like, oh, nope, that one's been written uh, by a computer. But, you know, how important is it to have those, you know, simplify things, show empathy, and then also, you know, allow your human side to come out when you're doing that marketing, when things are so automated now? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, you can tell that that's it right there. You shouldn't be able to tell. I'm not, I'm an advocate for using it. I'm an advocate for using it as a yes and not an or. 
So it shouldn't be that we're just using AI. It shouldn't be also now that we just use uh, uh, what we write because there might be something better that it can inject into that that you weren't thinking of. It's a yes and. And so um, now if you're a great writer and this is like you write every day, I tend to love to write. I've lost it since in the, in the last two weeks, to be honest with you. But um, normally I write every single day. And I, um, and I do love sometimes putting it into uh, AI and sometimes I don't because I just like the humanness of it and what it says. So, um, so, but here's the, here's the test. If, um, if it, if you're looking across the board on that whiteboard, uh, exercise that we talked about, and you're not seeing human, uh, interaction and human touch points, then that's where, that's where you're not, um, uh, uh, adhering to what I think is going to eventually attract people because I think human, uh, touch points is what's going to stand out. I believe if, if here, let me put this even more simply. I believe that everybody, everybody's uh, advantage right now is being human. Human is the competitive advantage. And where everyone's going to start using technology, you can start using things that like direct mail or uh, sending somebody a thank you card, for God's sakes. Um, you know, doing things that actually like once were like delivering milk door to door, uh, you know, bell bottoms are back. I mean, let's, you know, like things are actually going to start to migrate into like, like what used to became what became things that like were normal, um, like sending a thank you card or now like, uh, like owning a typewriter, it's going to be neat. It's going to be unique. It's going to stand out. So be human and that will become your competitive advantage. Use technology as an assistance to that, not, not an or. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, with the chat GPTs and the writing, I mean, I even personally will write the um, like the YouTube descriptions or something for the podcast episodes. And then I'll take that, throw it into chat GPT and see where, you know, I could add something from. And I think they, they are great tools to enhance what you're what you're already doing. Totally. Absolutely. So when it comes to, um, you know, Again, just, you know, it, when the, in the marketing in the, the, um, what are some of the, the best ways that people can show off their human side when it comes to those, um, those cold leads and those people that don't, don't, don't know you and, and aren't a referral, um, or, you know, it, whether it's a product, they don't have any experience using, you know, that particular type of product. Um, how can you, what are some of those other things that can show, that you have, uh, that you're that human side, you're not just, you know, the, the rigid, uh, you know, kind of business out there. Okay. So let me give you some really simple ones. Reply back. Uh, you know, we said, I'll send out a newsletter. Somebody writes to you reply back as a person, not, a, not the company. Um, uh, if you're on social media, reply back, reply back as a person, not a brand, um, take interest. Uh, this is the empathy side. Um, you know, uh, like for my newsletter, um, uh, I would spend, I don't know, an hour to two hours every time I'd send out a newsletter creating one-off videos. Uh, on my iPhone, I just hit reply, do a 15-second video and say, hey, Joe, thanks for your message. It really resonated. Um, I totally agree. And I'm looking forward to, you know, engaging a little bit more as we go and sending it back. 
dude, the response was amazing uh, because they would just reply back and go, I can't believe you just did that. Um, and they sometimes they do it in video back and then we go back and forth and then it's like, oh, we're having a human conversation. Is that not what this is all about? So you know that that's what you want to do is just like do things that are, you know, uh, personal that are, that really show that you are a human on the other side of what they think is just a wall of, of brand or a wall of corporate or a wall of automation. I mean, there's so many newsletters especially in real estate and um, uh, and in financial right now that are that are regurgitated, meaning like they're written for you. Uh, they're, uh, you know, part of the system that you bought and you send them out. I know because I've consulted on them and I put them in place and you send them out and they just go once every two weeks, you approve it and then it goes out. And it's just like, it has the happy new year. It has the Merry Christmas. It has the, you know, I hope you have this wonderful holiday. It's all, it's all wonderful. Uh, but before it goes out, write a little sentence in there at the top that just says what you what you did last weekend. Um, you know, or you know, my my talk about the fact that your your buddy just rode in a uh, in a Lisbon uh, bike race uh, and how neat it was that you got to experience that with him. Those are the things that separate your newsletter out from something else. I'm not saying write the entire newsletter, but just humanize it just a little bit. Um, just these little nuances will let people know that you are you are actually doing stuff that that makes you different than every other thing that they're getting from every other real estate agent. Right, and when you actually look at the amount of responses that you might get to one of those newsletters, it really isn't going to take all that much time to reply to them humanly. I mean, you might get a handful of responses, but if you take that little amount of time to uh, respond, your conversion rate is going to go way up. Amen. Amen. I, I don't know if I can even add to that. It's just, uh, you know, it is, it's just going to go up because that's, that's what happens. It's, it's the, it's, you know, the, the law of reciprocity. When I respond um, back to you and you respond back to me and we're in reciprocal uh, relationship, then that that's building the relationship. And now all of a sudden we have something to build on. But if I don't create that, then don't come crawling to me saying I don't know uh, how to how to build my business because you know this is a very relationship driven business that we're all in and and that's what you got to do if you want to be a part of the relationship driven business. Right. Well, tell us a little bit more about um, you know your books and where people can get you know more information about um, you know your teachings and the, obviously you know the talks that you do. So there's a lot that you have to offer, and this is a conversation that really could go on for hours. But uh, don't want to take uh, up much of your time. Thank you. Uh, if you uh, go to my website at briankramer.com, Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K, uh, and um, my books are there, uh, my newsletter, my blog, my uh, speaking, all that stuff is there. Um, and anybody that uh, is listening that would like a free copy of the uh, ebook, the digital copy of the ebook, I will give to your listeners um, if they want to email me in true human style at uh, brian at briankramer.com. Again, that's Brian with a Y, not an I, at, uh, and Kramer with a K. So brian at briankramer.com. And if you just email me and just put um, your name, Michael, uh, Walter and a uh, book in the subject and that's it. I'll send you back a book and, and uh, I really we'll appreciate just, it. Really simple. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate it. And I think, you know, 
uh, by simplifying those types of things and, you know, creating human connections, I think it really also allows uh, agents and brokers to really enjoy their business too, because they get to, you know, create really long lasting relationships with their clients. I'm like I said before, you and I should be just doing these together as uh, you're you're like my brother from another mother when it comes to H to H, and uh, and I really appreciate that. I'm I'm glad to know there's other people out there that think that way. So, well, I really do appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with us today. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for all the great questions. I want to thank Brian for taking the time to talk with us today and also really believe in the idea that as the world becomes more automated, those who embrace the more personal forms of communication and share their human sides will ultimately stand out from the crowd. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or real estate tips to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.